Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Paul and All. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Paul Casey, joining me today, internationally renowned <laughs> photographer, Mike Gilman. Welcome, Mike. How you doing? Uh, thank you for being on the show. You initiated this this episode, which is always lovely. I love when people say to me, hey, I want to sit down. I want to do a Paul and All episode. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a while since we've talked, uh, at least on, uh, you know, on a Paul and All or, or any podcast, really. So, yeah, I thought it was about time. Absolutely. And I, of course, always love talking with you. We tend to um we actually haven't talked that much recently like through through facebook or you know any of that kind of stuff we used to i mean we we do we you know pick it right up where we left off i didn't don't mean it to sound like that but uh yeah we've been slacking on the communication lately we have we have it's a shame and it's which is another reason that's you know that's prompted this we should uh you know i thought yeah, it's, it's about that time to do another paul and all <laughs> I love hearing other people say it, Paul and all. <laughs> oh, so how do you pronounce it? No, no, no. I say Paul and all, but it's just, oh, it's go. nice to hear, it's nice to hear someone else say the name of my show. <laughs> no, no, totally understandable. <laughs> so tell us what you have been up to since the last time we heard from you on this show, um, because you have been all over photographing uh, bands. The last time we talked, I think we talked prominently about um, the Beach Boys, right? Yeah, that was a great show. Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, that was a fun show. Um, got a lot more stuff coming up next week. I've got to uh, travel to Maine for a few days uh, to do a photo gig out there. Uh, that should be fun. Um, Chicago coming up. I'll be taking some photos in Chicago. And then of course Hawaii in October for a couple of weeks, so yeah, there's a lot of a lot of good stuff coming up. Hawaii is coming up soon, and I've, it's making me nervous more and more because I'm trying to get all the money together still to book everything. You know? Yeah, that's stressful. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. I mean, it's it's not a cheap endeavor by any means so yeah I, I feel that pain as well uh, but i i'm still you know i'm fully intending i i still tell people i'm going you know like there's in my mind there's no question of going it's just a matter of like uh when almost you know not not when because i know when but like yeah. you know what i mean just getting the money together so that i can book everything that's right that's the right. big thing right now yeah, yeah. And, you know, I do, I kind of feel, you know, given our previous conversations and knowing each other pretty well, I do feel like it's a, it's a big leap for you. I know you're not the biggest, um, you know, you, you don't like a lot of outside type activities or whatnot. So to, to go this far uh, is, is pretty awesome. Well, that was, that was one of the reasons that I went the first time was, I mean, obviously, yeah. yes, you know, love the show. I met some of my best friends, you know, yourself included, you know, being there and whatever, and, you know, got to see the, the places that the show was. And even just the place of Hawaii itself is, 
one of the most beautiful places on earth. I haven't traveled right. as much as you or anybody else maybe who's listening to this show, but it's uh, as of right now, it's my favorite place. You know, everybody says, you know, Disney is, you know, the happiest place on earth. Hawaii is my happy place, you know? And uh, so being there and and deciding that I was going to sort of get out of my comfort zone to go there the first time, that was a a huge thing for me. And I've actually uh, said, I don't know if you and I have talked about it uh, specifically, but I have said to a few other people that I'm going to try to get even more out of my comfort zone this next time because like... uh, the last time we were there, I don't know if you had gone back to your hotel at that point, but when we were having the beach party a little bit after, you know, we were, I mean, during the beach party and stuff, we were all kind of standing around talking and whatever, but there was one point where pretty much everybody sat down in the sand in a circle mm-hmm. except me yeah. because I did not want to do that. I, I hate that. Like that, you know, it freaks me out. I'm I'm germophobic and OCD and all that sort of stuff. Right. Right. So, uh, you know, I'm like, I, I don't want to. And I decided this time I'm going to try to put, try being the keyword to put yeah. that kind of stuff out of my mind. I'm, and I actually, uh, Kevin, I kind of sort of gave him permission that if I'm starting, like if we're all on the beach and you know, something like that yeah. happens where like, I'm not sitting, I'm like, right. just tackle me, you know, <laughs> like just tackle me into the sand. And then like, I might freak out, but after a certain point I'm like, well, I'm, I'm down here already, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. True. Right. Might as well stay down there. Right. Right. Uh, I'm actually planning on going in the ocean this time because I didn't do that the last time. Um, I actually came back, and I'm a I'm a, a real, real white skinned guy. I'm actually wearing a t shirt right now, not quite sure where okay. the sleeves right. end and where my skin begins. That's how white <laughs> I am. Um nice. and certain people that didn't know that I was gone, like from work or, or uh people that I'm still you know, still in contact with from school or whatever from the last time, they right. they didn't believe that I necessarily went because they were like, Oh, there's no way you went you know, to Hawaii, they're like, you're still as pale as ever because despite, (laughs) and I mean, I was out in the sun, you know, we, we went out I mean, I didn't do as much as, as you did, but like, you know, we were all out in the sun quite a bit. We, you know, walked a lot of places on the Island and whatever. I didn't get sunburned. Well, I mean, I may have gotten burned a little bit, but like I didn't, I didn't get tan, nothing. I came home just as white as I am, you know, today. And so that's actually one of my other goals is to maybe come back a little, little tiny bit more tan. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. You know, and, and that that's really surprising uh, as, as it was a little hotter than it normally is that time of year. So, yeah, to, to completely have avoided that altogether is, is pretty impressive. I'm not quite sure how you manage that. <laughs> I'm I'm something of an anomaly. I'm an enigma, I like to say. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. We can go with that. Um but yeah, so you've been you've been out doing all sorts of photo stuff. Um I uh I know that one of the things that we wanted to talk about was uh different inspirations. You had mentioned specifically the fact that, you know, this uh this year we've both gotten into to doing sort of different uh things. So what like what are some of the things that you've almost in your professional photography life that you've done differently, um, 
you know, maybe gotten out of your comfort zone a little bit? What, what, what are some things for that? Uh, yeah. So I, I'm thinking this year of, um, trying to shoot, uh, some like Broadway plays and things like that. That's something I've never done before. I've shot concerts, which, uh, are fairly close as, as far as the, the technical skill goes, I guess, you know, you use the same setup because you're in a big concert hall or a big venue. Uh, you know, you got the overhead lights and whatnot. So, um, the technique would be about the same, um, but you know, obviously the, um, you know, a Broadway show is, is nothing like a concert, you know, so the, so the feel, I, I guess, of the, of the shoot would be a lot different. Uh, there, there's a lot different, you know, because of, as a photographer, you're always trying to anticipate the moment and get the shot, right? So, um, you know, shooting a Broadway play, you, you're going to have to learn to anticipate much different things than you would a concert. Um, so I'm going to give that a shot. It's something I've never done. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it necessarily makes me uncomfortable, but it's definitely not exactly in my comfort zone. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to giving that a shot and, and seeing what that, where that goes. Yeah, I would think that would be a little more difficult because unless you're at like a maybe a, a, a I don't know maybe like a Kiss concert or something like that where they have like a lot of pyrotechnics or maybe uh, you know Pink Floyd when they used to build the wall or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah. I, I could, I mean, that would probably be equivalent maybe to a Broadway show because you have to make sure you're at the right moment for the right part versus it's just like oh, can I get you know, while this the guitarist is doing their 20 minute solo, I have plenty of time to get a few shots of them versus I'm over here, but the action is going on over there. And, you know, am I too far away? Am I not at the right angle? I would think that would be an issue, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's always an issue um, at, the, at the venue I shoot at. Uh, well, one of them anyway, you can either pick to shoot from the left side of the venue or the right. So it's always, you're always trying to decide, you, you look at the stage, you know, you, you kind of, um, you know, size it up and you're like, well, I think most of the action is going to happen on the left or most of it's going to happen on the right. And, and you, you know, you're, you're right. You're always just trying to decide where you should be, what shots you should take next and whatnot. And to be honest, like you mentioned, like with a Kiss concert or Brit Floyd, uh, for example, a great Pink Floyd cover band, they have a great light show. Um, almost any photo you take at any time can be a great photo because there's always something cool going on at those shows. You know, like you said, there's, you know, there's pyrotechnics, there's, there's crazy lights, uh, all the band members are dancing around, right? But with a Broadway play, it's not nearly generally and in the same way uh, as dramatic. So I, I feel like, you know, I'm going to have to learn to anticipate the moments, uh, try to concentrate a little bit more on what the interesting parts of the play, uh, you know, will be to capture those, you know. Right. Now, for a concert or if you were going to do a play or, well, let's just let's just focus in terms of the concerts. Do you meet with anybody like from the band or anything like that beforehand to say like, oh, is there anything, you know, is there anything in particular that you 
want me to know so that I can be ready for this shot? Or do you go into it completely just, you know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to anticipate myself. I'm going to just figure it out as I'm in the moment. Uh, well, you know, when I generally shoot, uh, these things, uh, and, and I may go backstage and meet the band members or whatnot, but it's, it's never really about that. They, uh, they, they don't really mention anything and I don't ask. I, I think it's kind of a challenge, uh, to, to just watch and, and, and anticipate as opposed to know that something's coming during a certain song and you're just kind of waiting around for that. You know, you, you, if, if you're trying to anticipate it, you know, you, you're kind of, um, you're kind of eyeing it a bit more and paying a little bit more attention, I kind of feel. And I, and I like the feel of that, you know, always trying to anticipate something and not knowing exactly when something may be coming. Okay. See, I would think I would, I mean, for certain bands, I, uh, I might want to go into it. Or, you know, like I know you, you've, uh, you've photographed comedians or something like that. Right. I might, right. I, I might want to go into it from the opposite thing of like, you know, if there's a, if there's a particular joke that, you know, say like a comedian is doing, if they're, if they're doing a particular thing and they know that like the one punchline, they're going to do this over the top gesture or something. Right. I would right. think, I would think I would want to know, or at least ask, you know, okay, is there anything that, you know, like physical that you're going to do that you specifically want me to get the shot of? Yeah, no, exactly. And, and you know, that, that's definitely a method. Uh, it's a good method. It It's, uh, you're guaranteed, you know, there, there's a lot more chance there that you're going to get exactly what you're looking for and what the band's looking for if you find that out ahead of time. But, yeah, unfortunately, sometimes and, and, and a lot more times than, than you know, than I get to get that inside info, um, it's just not available. And, and you know, honestly, I... With some of these bands, I mean, the energy is just so crazy up there. I don't know if they can pinpoint down an exact time of when they're going to do what sometimes or I don't know. I think there's just a lot of them are kind of like, you know, they go with the flow as well. And whenever it happens, it happens, I guess, you know, whatever things they got planned. Right. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you, you could plan and plan and plan. And then when you're actually up there, it's just like, oh, well, they're feeling this. We're feeling it, too. Let's just go with this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and, and we're all kind of working off that energy and vibe. So, yeah, the, the only time really that I've ever been instructed on when to shoot certain things at what time are weddings. That's very important. So, um, you know, if you, you miss a certain thing at a concert, it's like, ah, I wish I'd have got that shot. But if you miss like really important stuff at weddings, man, that's, you know, that, that's a lot worse. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you don't want to miss the first kiss as a married couple or something like that. <laughs> no, 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 you can't do that. Absolutely <laughs> not. I mean, people have been sued for thousands and thousands of dollars, which, which is why I always uh, and for any other photographers out there. Uh, and this is a suggestion, of course, but, you know, always bring a backup camera person, have a second shooter, because you never know, you know, when your camera can fail, when you drop something. So always make it a point uh, to, uh, you know, when they kiss is, is to have the second shooter right beside me or, you know, we're, we're both taking photos of that. Nothing you want to miss. Yeah. Um, it makes me think of that. uh is it Verizon? I don't know. There's some commercial out there 
where the guy's just, you know, they're, the the minister says, like, you know, oh, if anybody objects to this wedding, you know, stand up now or whatever. And the whoever it is, uh, the spokesman for the company comes out and he's like, um, I just want to say that your friend here who's supposed to have been live streaming the whole thing uh, has missed the entire ceremony because he's on a crappy uh, wireless network. And, you know, they go oh, into this whole thing, yeah. but they're just like, they like the couple is like, what? You've missed everything. And he's like, I'm sorry. You know? Um, oh yeah. But no, there's actually, uh, I have a, a similar not a similar story, but just in terms of, you know, there's just certain things you don't want to miss. I remember in high school, um, I think I've mentioned, I know I've mentioned it to you before, but um, I was uh, an AV kid and towards the second half, actually, I know that you and I have talked about it because it was when the photography stuff started to become very, uh, uh, very to the, you know, to the forefront of the class. And I wasn't really a fan of it. So I started doing a lot more audio stuff. And so we, uh, the AV kids would be the ones who would facilitate uh, the graduation. You know, it would normally mm-hmm. be 9th, 10th, and 11th graders doing the graduation for that year. And, you know, set up all the cameras, run all the wires and everything. Like, just set up the entire, because um, my high school, our gym doubled as our auditorium. So we would, you know, wire up the whole the whole gymnasium and everything. And um, my junior year, I was running the odd the the soundboard and so uh you know everybody was like oh you know does he know what he's and i'm like i was a junior i had been there enough and my teacher looked and said like pretty much if anybody's gonna know it's gonna be him because i was really into audio stuff obviously i still am but uh you know i was really into that kind of stuff then but even the the moment of uh it was our was she our I don't remember what she was. I think she was like the superintendent or something like one of the, you know, one of the, the big higher ups in the, the school district got up and was like about to start like oh, pretty much open the entire graduation. And he looks and the teacher looks at me cause he was standing back there. Like he was calling out the direction cause he had all the monitors and everything. And he's calling out the direction to all the camera operators. And we see, we're watching her, uh, the superintendent or whatever she was approach the stage. And he looks at me and he goes, you better not screw this up. He goes, you better unmute her mic at the exact moment. He goes, cause she will make your life hell next year. <laughs> that is rough. Yeah. That is rough, man. I mean, like I knew and he knew that I knew, but it's just one of those things where sometimes you just have to have to remind somebody of the importance of the event. And I mean, everything went off, you know, went perfectly and whatever, but he did. He just looks at me and he goes, do not screw this up. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, so what about you? Um, what keeps you motivated? What finally got you started on doing that? You know, just this, this podcast thing this year. Um, you know, honestly, it there was so much of uh, for years, and I mean, I have old. Uh, you know, I little over six months ago, I had my birthday, so I was. Uh, finding old videotapes because uh, I had a 90s themed birthday party and that's uh, right yeah yeah and uh that's awesome so I brought because uh, I live above uh, a pizza place so we just rented out their like little banquet hall thing and uh so I brought my TVs down and everybody was like oh look it's so retro no those are just my actual TVs it's 2017 <laughs> it was 2016 at the time I don't own a yeah. flat screen TV 
in 20, well, now nice. 2017. I don't. All of my TVs have backs on them. But everybody thought that I was being so retro and I had my VCRs down there. I still have VCRs. I use VCRs, you know? Dude, you've been preparing for this party your entire life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I found awesome. I found some old uh, tapes of myself. And I knew yeah. some of my friends that were going to be there were... Um, they're they're people that I talk wrestling with and when I was a kid I was huge into wrestling I got away from it for a while I've actually gotten back into it over the last year or so but I had old recorded wrestling things and like the wrestling would end and then like there would be me on Christmas morning or something like that's how you know because that's how everybody used to do videotape stuff back then and so um but one of the tapes I didn't I don't think I showed it during the party but one of them had my uh, my oldest cousin drew a picture and I don't remember the entirety of how this all went down, but like she drew this picture and I looked at it and I just started telling this like 20 minute story based off of this one picture. And it was like a, it was like a stick figure drawing or something. I'm pretty sure, you know? And I, but I just tell this entire like elaborate story and my parent, my mom finally sat me down at one point and goes, okay, you know, tell me this story. So I'm just there talking to the camera. And it's probably one of the earliest recordings of me telling a story or, you know, like doing something. And I always say I'm a storyteller. I, you know, I, right. I say that I'm a writer, you know, certain times I have things that I, that I want to write. I want to maybe tell a story like, you know, on a podcast or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I always say that overall, I'm a storyteller. I like to take people on a journey. And so um, for such a long time, I've had all of these things that I've written. And you know, you've read some of them. Yes. And nothing ever comes of them. And actually, someone that I'm friends with, we got into a little bit of an argument the other day. And he called me out on it because I actually am writing, uh, an, I'm attempting to write uh, a film that uh, would be incredibly simple for me and a few friends to make, you know, probably mm-hmm. over the course of, of next summer, we could probably, you know, we could you cause it's, it would have to take place in the summer. So pretty much we could use the time I'm done writing it up until next summer to practice it so that we could just like get it probably within maybe a week or two. Right. And I wrote a scene for my one friend and I said you know oh I'd love for you to be in this and then we got into a little bit of a a you know a thing and I didn't think I don't want to necessarily go into the whole thing I didn't think it was as big a fight as it was I so I tried Mm -hmm. to defer the tension by saying oh yeah about this scene whatever and he was like I said you know yeah but you know if you don't want it and he's like you know yeah I'm sure everybody wants to be in something that's never going to get made that really hurt my feelings like it like no lie it really did and people have been saying things like that for years. Um, I know that he'll never listen to this show, so I don't really care. But one of my uncles, um, you know, somebody asked once something about, you know, like, what am I always doing on the computer? And his comment was he something along the lines because I didn't hear the comment specifically, but it was something along the lines of he says he writes things, but no one's ever read anything that he's written, which at the time and still is absolutely untrue because I've I've sent people things, everything that I've ever written. I've sent to somebody because I whether it's, you know, better or worse, I need validation because I'm very insecure. <laughs> right. Um, right. But so I, I, I've sent 
everything that I've ever written or at least talked about it with someone that I trust. So the fact that he said, oh, yeah, but nobody's ever read it, that was very false. But I got to the point where I was like, you know, I've talked about a lot of these things and I'm not getting anywhere with saving money to try to actually make any films or any TV shows. The the TV show that I wrote, I've read a few excerpts on this uh, show, the Gateway script. A lot of people that have read it, they said it's very good, but it's it would require money and no one, you know, I can't afford to fund it and people aren't going to afford to, they're not going to put money into it if I haven't proven that I can do anything. So after a certain point, I said, you know what, I want to just try to get something out there and i know that like uh you and i talk a lot Uh, i talk with megan i talk with jake i talk with everybody and there are certain times where i just wished that certain conversations would have been recorded because you go back and look at some conversations that we've had over the last few years they're pretty funny they're pretty interesting we could never recreate them but they, I right. think they would have been interesting if people had had the chance to like kind of peek in on these conversations to be like, oh, these, you know, this is this is a really good, interesting, hilarious conversation between these two, you know, genuine friends. Right. And yeah. so it got to the point where I'm just like, you know what? And that's honestly, that's why they're up on YouTube right now, because everybody says to me and I am working on it, but everybody says to me like, oh, when are you going to get these you know out just in audio form because i don't want to have youtube open or whatever the reason i started putting things up on youtube was because i just wanted them to get out there i wanted it i I didn't want there to be any excuse of like oh well i don't have a way to get just the audio out there i said you know starting with this new year you know i'm gonna I'm, i'm getting ready to go back to hawaii that's another uh aspect of it but you know i'm getting ready to go back to hawaii i said i want there's just i want to get things done and I don't want any excuses if I have a YouTube channel I can put stuff up whether it's something that I film like a short thing with some friends I could put you know the the audio shows up there and whatever and it there's there's no excuse you know it's just out there and that's kind of what it became and that was the other thing was you know with Hawaii and you know seeing things that a lot of uh, a lot of the other people that we met there over the last few years since we were all there, I feel like ev- almost everybody has accomplished so much, you know? Yeah. Uh, you've gone all over the world. Well, you and Megan have gone all over the world. Uh, you know, like Jake has gotten promotions with his jobs. He's doing, you know, he's doing great things with, with his, uh, you know, with, with the company that he works for. And like, it just feels like all of these people have done so much, even if it's just traveling to go to, you know, like other Comic-Con events or, you know, meeting these celebrities or like, you know, having, you know, getting into relationships or having, you know, kids or any of this stuff. It just seems like right. everybody else has done so much. And I, I feel like I haven't done anything. I've written more stuff, but nothing came of it. And so it got to the point where I'm, I, I like I said, I just wanted there to be a, there's no excuses. Let's just do some stuff, get it out there. If people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. And I know, uh, you know, when I, you know, people always ask me, oh, well, when, when is, uh, you know, when are we going to have more Lost with Friends episodes? Because I'm almost 
I'm almost certain right now that I'm not going to be done. I'm not going to get done by the time I, I, you know, we go back to Hawaii. That was the goal at the beginning of the year, but like, it's pretty much, it's not going to happen now, but people are always like, Oh, when do we get more of these? When do we get more of these? And as much as I love that, you know, lost with friends. And I do because it's, you know, lost is my absolute favorite TV show and I could watch it forever. I could discuss it with everybody forever. I much prefer prefer the 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 Paul and all episodes, whether it's you know the the just trekking along ones or the you know the wrestling ones that I I talk with my friend Zach or you know these ones <clears throat> where I talk with you or Megan or whoever because these to me are the more genuine things. These are just conversations with my friends, you know, or my mother or my father or whoever. These are the ones that like you know if. If this takes off for me, which I, you know, of course, whenever you do a creative endeavor, you want it to be something that takes off. Right. Uh, right. This is the one that in a few years from now, like, yeah, if people, you know, five, ten years from now discover Lost with Friends and want to watch it while they're, you know, listen to it while they're watching through the show. Great. That'd be fantastic. I would love that. But if five or ten years from now, people are like, you know, what is this Paul and all thing? If, you know, if, if I had my dream thing, I would be working in Hollywood, still doing Paul and all, and people would finally, you know, be like, oh, well, you know, I, I watched this film that this guy did, or I watched this TV show or whatever, and they, they look me up and they realize that I've been doing this show for, you know, five years now. And then they're like, wow, you know, we were sleeping on this guy, you know? And they yeah. could, they could whether yeah. they want to go back and listen or jump right in or whatever, this is the <laughs> one that I want to to keep going this is the show that i want to have the longevity you know right yeah yeah no i i completely understand that you know you've taken on a lot especially someone with a full-time job in addition uh and i understand that you know that's tough but with your creative endeavors i mean sometimes you just take on too much you know sometimes you just throw a bunch of darts at a wall and see what sticks you know, or what feels best. You, you're not always going to uh, end up with what you, be, you know, what you began with. You know, I mean, you can make plans. You, you can uh, create this and create that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's all, uh, uh, it's all in what you feel is more genuine, uh, and that's that's what you should, you know, that's what you should stick with. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think you're making a, a good choice there. Um, I do know you had that deadline, but, you know, I mean, I, I can't fault you for, for not making it. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of editing work, uh, doing multiple podcasts and, and a full-time job. That's tough. You know, it's, it's a tough thing to do. Well, that's the thing is people I, – and I, I, I actually have had people say to me that I should focus on – because, you know, look at the views. The views are, are a public thing on YouTube. And, you know, they say to me, look at how many views your Lost with Friends things get versus how many views Paul and all gets. And right. Lost with Friends gets infinitely more views because, uh, you know, like you're on this episode of Paul and all. Right. So right. we're talking when it goes up. Presumably, I will say, you know, oh, I sat down with my friend Mike and we talked or whatever. And you'll share that it was you know, that you were, maybe that you'll share, you know, that you were on this thing. Uh, if 
there's a lost with friends lately there's been ones where there's two or three people on like for example and i'm not saying they were the ones who said it but for example like the british guys you know because there's Mm -hmm. like a a group of them that like to appear on together so they will send it to everyone in their family and all of their friends and everybody else that they know so whether they watch the whole thing or whatever they're going to like it's going to get x number of clicks you know just because they want to they want to get rid of like that little notification that they say that they were on this this thing but right. that's not and again i love the show i have you know i'm still doing lost with friends i'm trying to record several episodes now so that i could have them so that I can be putting episodes up while I'm still recording others versus, you know, where maybe two or three weeks go by and I haven't talked with anybody about it, you know? Right. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's, it's I, I, I like this more just because it's more genuine. I feel like I can do more things. I can yeah. read, you know, I can, like, you know, there have been several episodes where I've just sat down and I'm just like, I don't really have you know, anybody to talk to. I don't have, I'm like, I'm just going to read something. I'm just going to read the, you know, the gateway pilot that I wrote or whatever. And it gives me the yeah. chance to, to kind of get my, my actor voice on a little bit or my, my radio man voice on a little bit because I can be like, you know, <laughs> so-and-so said this and then surprise this happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I can kind of get into that, right. that thing. And for me, it's always, it's always nice to be able to practice those things because uh, I'm sure you you may remember um, about a year. T- actually, no, it was before I even went to Hawaii the first time. I had started doing this thing where I was going to write or be creative every day. And I would at the right. end of every month, I would, you know, because I, I bought a calendar and I would mark, you know, mark an X on every day on the calendar at the end of the month, take a picture of it and be like, look, I accomplished this. And it was based off of. I think it's an old Jerry Seinfeld thing where he said, you know, you you start to look at that calendar and every you know, if there isn't an X, you feel crappy about yourself because you broke the chain because you didn't practice whatever your thing is. After a certain right. point, it got to the to I got to the place where I didn't even need the calendar anymore. It's just before I go to bed, I have to think about it. Did I do something today? Yes, I did. I edited this podcast. Yes, I did. I recorded with Mike today, you know, like whatever. That was my creative thing. And again, it it kind of feeds into the thing I said earlier, which was I had several, I had 2014, 15 and 16 of, I did something creative every day Uh, for a certain time. I tried doing the just trekking along podcast. I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and still three years and it felt like nothing came of it. So I, you know, like I said, I decided let's, let's give this a shot. Now people can actually see or hear what I'm doing, how I'm being creative, you know? Right. Yeah, no, that, that definitely makes sense. Definitely makes sense. And I, and I find too that, um, you know, even with my own, uh, I guess, creative endeavors, I guess, you know, I, I yeah, believe it or not, I shoot a lot less now than what I did when I first started. You know, for the first few years, I would shoot everything, anything that moved. It didn't matter. Okay, let me clarify this. I would photograph, in case anybody's. I was I was jokingly thinking of that before when you said about uh, you know you need need a second shooter. I was I was gonna make a Lee Harvey Oswald joke, but I was like, ah, no, no, no. 
a second shooter, put place him or her in the grassy knoll. And, uh, but no, photograph, not, not, not actually shoot. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and I, you know, I can admire, uh, and, and respect trying to do something creative every day. But, you know, I, I think that the way we, we may be even doing something creative and, and not even realize it. You know, I, I just think that's cause, you know, that's how our brain works. I know for me, um, even while driving down the road, you know, I'm looking around, I'm looking at lines, uh, I'm, I'm looking at scenery and I'm thinking, oh, you know, what makes a good shot? Oh, that make a great shot, you know? So my mind, I, I guess I'm kind of always thinking about things like that to try to stay sharp, but, um, I shoot a lot less now than when I did when I first started. And I think, um, you know, you become more picky over what you create or what you want to put out there you know you don't want to be repetitious and you know just put the same stuff out there over and over and over again um so i you know i I think you're in a good place right now you know instead of trying to force something every day you know you're just taking a little more time and and dealing with it when it comes to you you know you've kind of gravitated towards something that feels more genuine to you you know like Paul and all and and you're not you know beating your head against the wall trying to get the lost with friends thing done trying to get the Paul and all done you know doing your work um so I honestly I, I think you're in a better place now than, than than probably you have been uh it sounds like honestly to me I think you're on a good path Thank you. I mean, it, it definitely it feels like that it feels you know like I I, I do get to and I mean, it, it never hurts that with these things, I get to talk with people that I like, talk with people that I, I can, you know, genuinely have a good conversation with. Um, I know, and you, you can definitely attest to this. Part of the the issue with the loss with friends, at least in the, you know, covering the the first season, it was a matter of uh, we would just go off, and like you said, you know, a lot of editing because we would just. start talking about you know 15 other things and i still have that problem (laughs) when i record with the british guys they'll they'll you know be talking about i mean we say soccer they say football but they'll be talking about you know like this this sport score or you know oh you know how paul what do you think of our episodes versus the episodes of other people or you know this or like oh i really like listening to this or oh did you guys see this movie because for certain you know certain things that's the only time that you know, a lot of us actually get to, you know, talk, talk with each other versus just sending messages or whatever, but it gets away from you. And one of the things I think, and I mean, you as a creative person, you understand this. One of the things that I think a lot of other people who have been on the show or shows don't necessarily get is like, I'm the one who has to then go in and cut all of that stuff out and then make it so whatever we stopped talking about, like when we stop talking about Lost to when we start yeah. talking about Lost again, that it doesn't just sound like there's a quick jump cut because it's just like this. And then we talk about this. Like you can't have because that doesn't it's it doesn't sound professional. And as much as it's right. not I'm recording this in my dining room, it's not necessarily, you know, I don't have like a full on studio setup or or anything, you know official professional i'd like i'd like it to be in a few years you know i'd like it to be where where somebody can say 
you know, that there maybe there's been improvements, but not necessarily that a lot of these early things that I did were bad. And, oh, he's gotten so much better. You know, I, I like to right. take a little bit of pride in, in what I'm doing now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I, I definitely agree with what you said, you know, like you said, when you're driving down the road, if I'm, whether I'm at work or, you know, walking to or from work, or that's really all I do is go to work and come home. But basically, (laughs) uh, I, I do, I spend a lot of time where I'm thinking of, uh, dialogue for something maybe that I'm writing or trying to, trying to make a, you know, like I have a certain story point that I want and I'm like, okay, well, how can I. How can I make this work? How can I make point A reach point B? You know, maybe maybe does B have to become C and then I have to put something else in the middle? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm always trying to figure right. out stuff like that in my in my off time. <clears throat> or I'm thinking of, okay, uh, you know, I have to get this up. I have to, you know, record with that person, finish editing this thing or whatever. So my brain does a lot of that. I do have to ask you, though, you said mm-hmm. how you – you're doing a lot less now because, you know, maybe you've become more picky over time. Do you think that goes into the last time you were on, on here when we talked and you said about, um, the, uh, the fact that you don't necessarily leave a lot of your, your older stuff up on your website. Do you think that plays into that because you're more picky with what you want people to, to see and to maybe recognize you for? Yeah, I I, I think it is. I think it, you know, and I think a lot of people um, do a lot of things they don't necessarily, and kind of like you were saying, you know, you you throw, well, I guess I said this, but you you throw a bunch of darts at the wall and you see what sticks. You know, you've got, you know, all these shoots, all these things you're, you're thinking of doing and you go out and you do them. And then after you know years of of, of doing this, you, you kind of whittle down the things you love to shoot the most. Um, and then you notice you know you're not going out every single day and shooting everything at lunch hours, you know, on the weekends. Um, I, I really feel I've gotten a lot more particular with what I shoot. Um, and you know I. I don't know. Like, like sometimes I, I, I do miss the feeling of, you know, just going out and shooting a lot, just shooting everything. And every now and then I'll get out and do that. But um, no, I, I think it's just over time uh, you just find, you know, like with Paul and all, what seems more at home or more uh, genuine to you. And that's kind of what you gravitate towards, even if it means not going out shooting every day or you know, or the like, maybe it's just once or twice a week now, you know, but, um, I I think, you know, over time, that's, that's just kind of what happens, you know? I would, I mean, in terms of creativity, I would definitely agree. I do have to counter though, by saying that in, and this is strictly my opinion. And I mean, I would assume you would agree, but every so often, I think you have to, you have to throw all of that aside and just, you know, like, I want to try this new thing over here. Oh yeah. You know, like yeah. you said, you know, you want to, you've done concerts, you've, you've, you've fill, or I'm sorry, you photographed comedians and all this stuff at the, at the 
it's an art center there, right? That's what mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Yep. You yep. know, and, and you want to, you want to take something that you've never done before and you want to go and do this. And I mean, I'm not saying go out on like your lunch break or whatever and, and photograph every, you know, butterfly that you've, that you see right. or whatever, because, right. Right. you know, I would assume when you got into it, you were doing all that stuff. I'm not necessarily saying move backwards, but just, yeah. you know, like we were talking about where it's just, that's something I haven't done yet. I want to try that. You know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I think there's there's two aspects. And I, I, you know, this this may not be, you know, obviously with every craft or hobby uh, or creative thing you do. But, you know, there's the mental part and then there's the mechanical part. So for me, the mental part very much is, you know, thinking, what do I want to shoot? Coming up with ideas, coming up with concepts and I don't think that should slow down. I think, you know, that 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 should be an everyday thing that you you try to think of. Don't don't really try to force anything, but you know, try to get inspiration like we talk, you know, inspiration like like we talked about at the beginning. You know, for me it's watching films. Uh it's at times looking at other photographers. There's a lot of great work out there, but I think we talked last time that I don't like to delve too much into other photographers' work. I, I don't want to somehow, you know, incorporate a lot of what they're doing into what I'm doing. Um, but, you know, you, you've always got to keep those, whether it's music, whether it's photography, you know, whether it's writing, uh, you know, you've always got to keep those mental processes going. The only thing that I think I've backed away from is a bit of the mechanical, which for me is just going out there with a camera and just actually taking the photos, you know, using technique and stuff. And, you know, I've shot hundreds of thousands of photos. So I think it's just like, yeah, everybody needs to practice. You're constantly learning. But for the most part, I feel like when I think of something, I can go out there and shoot it. I don't need to practice that anymore. You know, I've done my time out in the field. So I think that's why I don't shoot as much anymore the the mechanical aspect of it has has dropped off a little bit but uh and and that's going to happen uh like you know just like with guitar or anything like that you know you you, you always keep those mental processes going uh the mechanical yeah you know it it comes and goes for for me personally i I guess if that makes sense any sense at all i actually uh you know as a as a screenwriter wannabe screenwriter no you know what i just said this to somebody the other day like i i i don't say that i'm a a wannabe writer i say that i am a writer you know because you always have to you always have to even if even if i've never been paid for anything nothing's ever been published that doesn't take away from everything that i've ever written i don't think no absolutely not so like as a writer a screenwriter i totally get that i mean i the the mechanical whatever like i you know as I said, I've written many things, haven't filmed any of them yet, but now I'm almost to the certain point with certain things where I'm almost moving into, and it's very unfortunate because it's not the place that I ever necessarily wanted to be. And I, I say it as if I'm already in the film business, (laughs) but I'm almost to like a, a producer role or a director role where I'm just like, this is a funny concept. 
I really don't want to write it. I want to help. I would, I would love to help it get made. I think other people right. could do a great job doing it with me helping them or guiding them. But there's, I don't want to sit down and write every dialogue, every piece of dialogue and every beat that, you know what I mean? That happens and whatever. I'm like, at a certain point, that kind of stuff anymore, I find it kind of boring. I would much rather just like turn on yeah. the microphone, you know, maybe call you up or, or whoever and just be like, tell me, do you think this, this would be a funny story? And then, you know, like see if somebody reacts to it and then maybe I might get a little inspiration and be like, you know, uh, yeah, all right. Maybe I will take, you know, try my hand at actually writing this thing. But you know, it's, uh, like the, the, the film that I'm working on now and, uh, I'll, I'll tease it a little bit because like I said, I do plan on, uh, on filming this one. It takes place at an amusement park um and it's it's almost like a coming of age story for people in like a post despite the fact that I never went to college in like a post college graduation sort of thing you know like for right, for right. real now the the real world is coming at them and you know what does that mean sort of thing and i i have kind of the opening i know what the middle is and i've written the entirety of the ending but it's just that middle like I could say this is the you know, I've, I've written a large portion of the opening where I'm like this happens, that happens, that happens. And then the middle where I'm like, OK, now they all kind of go off in their separate directions and they each have yeah. little little stories. And then the end where they all kind of come back together again. It's that middle part where I'm just like. Okay, so someone else do this now. Like, you know, right, somebody right, else come right, up right, with right. it. I, I, I gave you the gave you the tools. <laughs> I told you here's where they all have to end up. But somebody else go do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, I'm completely with you. Completely with you there. Um, I get that. I, I, it's a burnout. You know, I I could grab the camera. I could go out there. I could shoot my ten thousandth butterfly. You know, but it's it's been done already a million times uh and I, you know I, I look at these fo- I, I you know i belong to several photo groups on facebook and i love looking at friends photos um you know and you know you you look at them and and they're great photos but they just seem i don't know like a lot of the same thing there's very few out there that strike me as different and and I, I think that's why I've kind of not grabbed the camera as much some more, you know, as much as I used to, uh, and I'm just really trying to come at it from a different angle, and you know, trying to think about what to shoot next, and how I can make it different, as opposed to just grabbing my camera and and running out there aimlessly looking for something to shoot. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as you it's like you know i don't want the light work you know i i want to think about more of what i'm doing as opposed to the small things that i've already done uh way too many times uh stuff that i already see out there that you know, i'm not saying i'm getting tired of seeing it uh i'm just personally getting tired of doing it <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like you said you've photographed x number of butterflies unless you get a new perspective that no one has ever had or that you've never seen on a butterfly you don't need to go out on your lunch break and and 
just just because you like you know clicking the shutter button or just because you could say i photographed something today you don't need to take another picture of that same butterfly exactly i mean if he's got a cigar in his mouth if he's reading a book maybe got some glasses on you know what i'll take that photo yeah it's different uh, but other than that no you you just look at photos and you think okay you know what these photos are great but there's got to be something more you know there's got to be something more to it than what i see over and over and that's when you try to you know just just put the camera down just let go of the mechanical portion and and really try to dive into the mental portion and focus on that for a while that's why I would think, I know I see every so often on Facebook, you're always posting, you know, about any of your friends in the area, if anybody wants to go out and just start photographing stuff. Um, and I, I, you know, I wonder if, if that almost helps you because then you may see what they're doing. And I'm not necessarily saying it as like a, you know, Oh, well I could do that better, but maybe that, almost inspire somebody's taking a shot of like the sunset on this particular building and in a in a friendly competition sort of way maybe you want to try to get it from your own perspective and almost sounds horrible to say but almost one up what they did from your (laughs) perspective and i don't necessarily mean that in a mean way because like i have other creative friends who you know they they write and whatever and I will, I will, and I admit this to them. I take, and you know, like you said, sometimes watching films or, you know, I watch a lot of TV shows, things like that. They absolutely inspire me, you know? Uh, right. Lost yeah. has been a huge inspiration. Buffy has been a huge inspiration, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And there are certain times, whether it be those kinds of shows or just things that like other people have sent me. My one, uh, my friend Zach, he likes to, to, come up with concepts for video games and of course i read them and i'm like oh these would be awesome films not necessarily what he has in mind but i may take it and go okay you know because he he, i don't i don't want to you know rat out his work or or anything like that because it's his it's not my place to talk about but a lot of his stuff is like futuristic you know so then I, i think to myself okay I don't necessarily want to write anything futuristic because I know that right now I can't film that. And that's another another process that I'm going through in my own mind is like right now just wanting to film things can, you know, is it something that I can actually accomplish tomorrow if I had the opportunity, you know? Right. But right. I may look at the whatever other part of the story is go he had a character name the one time and i'm like i i'm like i am so mad at you because that is a fantastic name for a character and i'm like <laughs> i'm writing this thing and this and i'm like if i had if i had if i didn't know you i'm like i would steal that character name because it is so <laughs> good and it fits th- my character so perfectly <laughs> you know nice but then that that makes me go like okay now I, and again I'm I'm not saying it in a mean way. I, you know, I love Zach, one of my best friends, but there are certain times where I'm just like, I need to come up with something better than he came up with. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can you can always and and, and I'm sure you do. I've, I've got a lot of friends who who do video, who do film, uh, and they're great. Uh, you know, and I, I I I love watching them do what they do and whatnot, and and it's it's good to get. Um, you know, ideas from them and be inspired by them. Uh, but I think it's also important, you know, and it's for you, it's for me, it's for, you know, any, anybody out there doing their own thing creatively. 
is to have a strong base, like a strong mental creative base of what you want. You know, always add to it. You can always add to it, but but never replace it, I guess, with exactly what somebody else is doing, you know? Yeah. If that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I, I know exactly what you're saying. You don't, because you, you have to, as an artist, you have to be individual. You can have inspiration, and you ask, right. you know, we're, in, like I, I've said before, you know, like J.J. Uh, Abrams, I love watching his stuff. I get inspired by certain things of his. Joss Whedon, uh, you know, I love watching. Kevin Smith oh, is yeah. one of the, my yeah. biggest influences. And if you were to read all of my stuff together, you would probably see things from all three of those guys because I'm just so, you know, and maybe I'll combine certain elements or whatever. But if you talk to any of those guys, they would tell you that they were inspired by this person or that person oh, exactly. or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, they're exactly. but they are still, and I like to think that I am still my own individual person. I have my my idea of this is you know if one day I have a catalog of things, you can line them all up and go. This is Paul's work, you know. Right. If you have exactly. if you put you know 50 photographs somebody i would think should be able to say these 15 are michael gilman originals that's what that's exactly my goal <laughs> you know i want my work to be recognizable you know influences are great where would any of us be without great influences but yeah at the end of the day like you know you want to put your stamp on whatever you're creating Exactly. I, I fully agree. Um, if I had to give, uh, you know, a, 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 I don't want to say like a piece of advice, but uh, and I, I'm assuming you could agree with this as well. Um, as I said, you know, big Kevin Smith fan. One of the things that I would say to anybody creative out there, whether you're like Mike and you're internationally known and you've traveled the globe and, you know, people clamor to see your pictures or whether you're a guy recording a talk show in, from his dining room. <laughs> use and it's it, it's a it's a kevin smith piece of advice and i love it i've used it in terms of anything creative that i do and i tell it to people i've said i've pitched things to to people that i'm friends with who have said to me oh i want to work on something with you okay i'll say what do you got and they'll say well what about this and i'll say okay and then I'll, maybe i'll build off of that you know or maybe i'll say all right let's try it or whatever sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't but then i'll say to them or i'll say to somebody else I think this could work. I think this would be fun. Uh, I've I've said to you uh, several times, I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the show, I have this idea, and honestly, I don't care if anybody steals it at this point because I'm not necessarily going anywhere with it right now, but I have this right. idea for serialized plays, and I had somebody look me in the eye once and say, why would anyone want to watch that? No one would care. And I looked at them hmm. and I said, why not? Because that's like that's you know the Kevin Smith piece of advice is you need to find why not people in your life. You have so many people that'll say why would you want to do that? Why would you want to make a film? Why would you want to go here or go there or do this or do that? You need why not people in your life. You need to be a why not person in your yeah, own life. I, I agree. You know. I agree. 
you have 50 people who will judge you and say, why would you want to do this? That won't work. And they'll give you, you know, 50 people will give you 50 different reasons as to why it won't work. But all you need to do is you either need to be the one who believes in yourself or have at least someone out there who believes in yourself enough to say, why not? Why not? No, why not do it? You're completely right. You're completely right. I mean, that's all we can do. I mean, these ideas we come up with, that's that's just who we are. You know, if, if, if we've got a million people saying, well, that's just not going to work. You should do this. I mean, we can try to do the other, but, you know, our heart's not going to be in it. And I, and I really don't think that, you know, if, if you're not highly motivated to do something, you, you just you, you just won't succeed. So, I mean, you're, you're right. You need to find supportive people, whether people think it's a stupid idea or not or will or won't work. It's your idea. It's what's natural to you. And that's your best shot at making something of your idea. You know? Yeah. And I mean, I have to say from from personal experience, I have to say that I I mean, unfortunately for the film part of my life, it hasn't yeah. worked out so much. But for from the uh, the podcasting or audio, whatever you want to call it, portion of my life, it's worked out amazingly whether it be for my own self-esteem or just you know whatever because i have people like you megan jake esteban the british guys so on and so forth every time i say you know or when i when i originally pitched it and i said i think i want to do this not a single one of you said why some people have questioned why i put it up on youtube as i talked about earlier but none Mm -hmm. of them have ever said like why no one cares about two people that aren't famous talking. I care. Right, right. You like to talk to me. I like to talk to you. Chances are, and like, I mean, you know, we've had it where there's things like you, you know, there have been uh, like Lost with Friends episodes where it's you, myself, Megan, and Jake. Jake and I maybe have a separate discussion and we'll go off on something. Maybe you and me have, have had a separate discussion and we go off on something. The other people are sitting there laughing about it or whatever, or, you know, they, they have a, they have a moment where they're just like, Oh, well, I want to, I want to chime in on that. Unfortunately, this concept doesn't necessarily lend to that. Although you could comment on the videos, you know, message, Twitter, Facebook, any of that kind of stuff. You could join in the conversation, but just yeah. to have somebody to 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 be able to say, yeah, why not? I like talking with you. Who cares if it gets recorded? I know, and I mean, I know this was was an issue when I first started, like Lost with Friends and stuff. Everybody was like, oh, I want to hear it first. I want to, I want to, I want to make sure that it sounds okay. I don't want to sound like a fool. Everybody trusts me now, and I'm very grateful for that. I think I've earned that trust. But as I said, I want these to sound professional to the point where, and I said it to people, I'm like, I'll send you whatever I said, but you know, like after you, you say that you think that it's good, like you have to trust me because I can't always send you everything that I'm going to, that I'm going to do. But it's also a matter of, I'm not going to make you look like an idiot because it makes me look like, and it's, it's again, it's a Kevin Smith thing. He used to say it about Ben Affleck. He could tell Ben Affleck to say something you know, like he could tell him what what anybody else might think would be a stupid piece of advice, but Affleck trusted him enough to know 
that he wasn't going to make him look like an idiot because it would serve the movie bad. And then it would make Kevin Smith as the director seem bad because he gave a dumb note to make his movie seem dumb and and whatever. So to make my show better, I'm not going to make anybody else sound foolish. Maybe fool. Well, okay, maybe not because... Anybody who's heard the episodes with my mother and I, we, you know, we tend to goof around a lot and anybody else. Oh, that's, but that's, that's a totally different thing. But it's yeah, not, you know, I, you know just, I don't, it's all in good fun. Yeah. I don't make anybody look bad. I don't say, you know, like so-and-so cheated or, you know, like this, that, or the other thing. Right, and then right. make them sound like, you know, like a drunk idiot or, or anything like that. Like, I don't, I don't purposely go out of my way to make anybody seem bad and if there is ever the aspect where somebody may sound bad, I either cut it out completely or right. try to bring it back around to like a jokey place where it's like, OK, you know, obviously that wasn't real. That was just, you know, a joke between friends or whatever, because it it would make me seem bad because then I would be a bad friend for posting it. And it would make the other, you know what I mean? It would make the person look bad, which makes my show look bad, which makes me look bad. And I don't want to look bad. <laughs> no, exactly, man. I mean, a guest is, is, that's roughly half of your show. So if half of your show sucks, more than likely, 100% of the people are generally not going to, you know, tune in or listen to your show. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's your job to, to, I- you know, not make guests look ridiculous like you were talking about. So, I mean, you know, you, you've done dozens and dozens of podcasts. So, um, yeah, I think you, you've earned that cred, you, you know, I mean. But I mean, that's but like I said, to me, the big thing is like the fact that every all of you guys took the chance and said, yeah, you know what? I'll sit down with you for an hour or whatever to talk about anything photography i did uh an episode with megan people may remember where it was just she was driving it was two days where she was just driving home and was like you want content she's like i'll just talk to you while i'm driving home i'm like perfect it had nothing to do with anything it was just two friends having a conversation and i mean we you and i went into this with a little bit of you know we knew we wanted to talk about inspiration but other than that everything that we've said we've just come up with off the top of our heads you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's just I, I, I consider myself so fortunate to have had to have so many why not people in my life. And I would just say to anybody creative out there, find people like that that you can Absolutely. surround yourself with. And like I said, for me, my why not people, most of them anyway, don't live anywhere near me. So when I say surround yourself, I don't necessarily mean in a physical you know, uh, proximity way, but just your friends have your friends. They don't even have to be creative people. And I mean this, I'm not knocking Jake as I, you know, I, I love Jake. He is one of my best friends. We talk almost every day. He's not necessarily a quote unquote creative person though. Not like, not in the sense that like you and I are, you know, but he's still a mat. It's still a matter of like, he's like, yeah, all right. I'll talk with you about this. Who cares? Like, it's just, it's fun because you're, you're having a, you know, in this case, you're having a conversation with your friends for the, for the lost show. You know, it's, we're talking about a a thing we love, but it's just like, why not? Because he's that kind of person, 
you know? Yeah. And that's yeah, what I think need people need. People in your life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's tough. It's, it's you know, especially for the, the bigger uh, creative endeavors, uh, you know, for the bigger projects. It, it It's tough to do this stuff alone. You know, sometimes you do feel like giving up. But, you know, that's that's when those people step in. And, uh, you know, that's that's exactly what you need at times. So, the, yeah, I agree. A support system, uh, no matter how big or small, is very important, I feel. Absolutely. Um, I am looking at our time, though, and I think we are just about at the hour mark. Yes. So... Unless we have anything else quick about inspiration or anything like that, I think that might end it for us. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, to the listeners, wh- whoever's listening, just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, find a, a group of, of supporters, no matter how big or small, and you know, don't don't let anybody, you know, feed you a lot of negativity. All right, if it happens, don't take it personally. Uh, you just keep doing you, and, um, you know, I, I wish you the best. Paul and I both do. Absolutely. And I'll put it out there. I'm, you know, I'm on almost every social media platform ever. Send me a message. If you're a random person, if you're a friend, if you're a family, whatever, send me a message and say, you know, like, I have this idea. It may be negative because it may not be my thing. I'll give you my honest opinion, though, on it. That's, you know what I mean? Because, and I'm not necessarily saying like, I will be your support system, but if you just need, because maybe you don't have that support system, if you just need, like, I have this idea, I need to, to let somebody know, I need to get some feedback on it, you know? Uh, if, I mean, if, if you're, if you're like, you know, a wannabe Hannibal Lecter, obviously, you know, that's, don't follow that dream. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, like send me a message or something. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying this is a very not great se- place to put this segue. Uh, but Mike, if somebody wanted to find your stuff, not necessarily to send you a message about their creative endeavors, but if they wanted to find your creative endeavors, where might they find you at? Ah, um, you can, you can find me on Facebook. Just search for Michael Gilman photography. I'll pop up there. Uh, my website is michaelgilman.photography. And I'm on Twitter, um, at exifiles. That's T-H-E-E-X-I-F-F-I-L-E-S. All right. Thank you once again, Mike, for being on the show. Um, as we said at the beginning, we haven't, uh, haven't really kept so much in communication. We will have to change that. We'll have to make a, a better effort between the two Absolutely. of us. Absolutely. Agreed. Um, always lovely talking with you. Uh, it's of course, fantastic to talk to another creative person and just a good friend in general. So thank you for being on the show again. Thank you. And, uh, that's going to do it for us for... Paul and all, thank you everybody for listening. Bye. Wow, that episode was sizzling, wasn't it? For more content like this, how about you subscribe to the channel down below? While you're there, how about you like this particular episode and share it with your friends?